Welcome to Time to Pray on Thursday the 2nd of April. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we're going to read from Isaiah chapter 43 verses 14 to 21 and I'm reading from John Golden Gaze for everyone translation. Yahweh has said this, your restorer, Israel's sacred one. For your sake I am sending to Babel and I shall take down all of them as fugitives, the castites into their boats with a shout. I am Yahweh, your sacred one, Israel's creator, your king. Yahweh has said this, the one who made a way in the sea, a path in vigorous water, who took out chariot and horse, force and vigorous one, all together. They lie down, they don't get up, they were extinguished, they went out like a wick. Don't be mindful of the earlier events. Don't consider previous events. Here am I doing something new. Now it is time to grow. You will acknowledge it, won't you? Yes, I shall make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. The animals of the wild will honour me, jackals and ostriches, because I'm giving water in the wilderness rivers in the desert to give drink to my people my chosen the people that i formed for myself they will recount my praise read again the text slowly try and find a word or a phrase that catches your eye perhaps repeat it Perhaps think, is this God's word for me today?
you may be familiar with the concept that some people are big picture people. They see the great landscape, the wide vistas, what can be done. And other people have a, a, a detailed cast of mind where they can work out little bits that need to be done to fill out the big picture. In my old subject of biology, when it came to identifying animals and plants who are lumpers and splitters, people whose cast of mind said, let's put them all together, they're, they're kind of the same thing. And other people say, no, they're different there, so they must be a different species or a different group. It's a different cast of mind. Same is true in theology. Uh, the reformers differed in terms of how they saw the continuity between the Old Testament. Uh, Calvin and his followers uh, tended to emphasise the continuity of God's plan through the Old Testament, intertestamental periods into the time of Jesus as the fulfilment of all that went before. Uh, Lutheran and his, uh, Luther and his followers liked to emphasise the new in the New Testament, the new covenant, the differences that there was with the faith of the Old Testament people. And that's very much the, the crux of this passage that we're reading here. Reading Isaiah 43, which most people would say was in the 6th century BC, uh, when the people had been exiled into Babylon. And the poet or prophet uh, has a word of comfort and of hope that God is doing something. And he begins by stressing the Lord's uh, um, uh, role in creation. Verse 15, Israel's creator, your king. And then we have a quite vivid passage uh, that calls to mind very clearly the death of the Egyptian army in the Red Sea as Moses lead, leads the people out into the Promised Land. The great story that even Jews uh, today uh, in these coming weeks will recite as something that was true and that they live out in their life. A really formative story, the story of the Exodus in the Old Testament and Judaism. But rather strikingly, Isaiah says, don't be mindful of the earlier events. Don't consider previous events. Here am I doing something new. So here is the Lutheran point of view coming through very strongly. That what God is doing is a new chapter, a new beginning. In the setting of Isaiah, of course, it is the story of the return from uh, exile in Egypt through some kind of wilderness uh, back to the promised land. We read this, and uh, we read it on Easter Eve, this passage, as somehow uh, foreshadowing the, the vindication and the triumph of Jesus, that he beats all the uh, agents of death and destruction to establish a new way. Well, all that's one thing, but the, the point of the passage is why is God doing this? And he does it to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people that I formed for myself. They will recount my praise. And that's the heart of what God is doing in Passion Week and Holy Week as we remember these events, is he's creating or renewing a people that he called, he has formed, he has chosen. And we stand in that place we are people of the new covenant won by the cross and resurrection of Jesus into freedom it's true that we walk through a wilderness now 
and we look to the future of the promised land beyond this life. But we remain chosen people, people formed, and we recount God's praise. Father, we marvel what you did in the past, how you brought the people out of Egypt to freedom, you brought the people out of Babylon to freedom, and how in the ministry of Jesus, his life, death and resurrection, you bring us to a new place, the road to the promised land, and on that road you give drink to your people. Amen. Let us pray together. Be thou a bright flame before me. Be thou a guiding star above me. Be thou a smooth path below me. Be thou a kindly shepherd behind me. Today, tonight and forever. Amen. <laughs>